Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. The rising price of energy is a huge issue for all of us, but it could uh, actually mean putting some smaller Irish companies out of business altogether. Some are seeing enormous rising costs that they say are absolutely unsustainable. And in fact, one small um, company from Athlone, Poppy's Field uh, Cafe in Athlone, uh, put up a tweet recently and it says, I got this electricity bill today. How in the name of God is this possible? We're a small coffee shop in Westmeath. And they put up a photograph of their bill. And it comes to €9,836.92. €9,800 for an electricity bill for a small coffee shop in uh, Westmeath. And that uh, tweet got us to uh, thinking about how people are... um, how they're finding the cost of um, energy prices increasing and the effect that it's having on your business. We'd love to hear from you on this. 1800 453 106. You can text us on 53106. Now, Hannah, you own a, a business in, in Bantry. How are you guys holding up? Hi, Adrian. Um, yes, I'm here with my sister and my business partner, Rachel. Um, hi. And, hi. And... Um, yeah, we own a uh, shop, a health food shop, and a deli and a bakery. And we have an online shop here in Bantry. And we're finding it really challenging at the moment. Yeah, we're, we're actually uh, celebrating our 30th birthdays this September. Um, our, our parents started the business back in 1992. And this will be our most challenging trading year to date. And this is all down to the cost of energy? It's down to the cost of a lot of things. To be honest, um, energy is just the most recent cost to have doubled. So um, our, we, we negotiate our energy bills on an annual basis. And last year they went up by a third. And I, I threw the rattle out of the pram at that stage and, you know, shopped around as best I could. We have a broker who, who gets the best deal for us every year. Mm-hmm. Um, finally had to just accept that. This year they've doubled. Okay, yeah. so that's, that's your single biggest uh, cost, is it? Uh, your electricity. Um, I mean, obviously, we're we're retail, so wages. I mean, you know, our wages would be our biggest cost, and of course, wages are going up as well because, um, I mean, obviously, they go up all the time. We have we want to pay people a really you know a living wage, so so um, we're always above the minimum wage. Um, we brought in pensions last year, um, and then the, the um, sickness pay company, you know, sick pay coming on, and. You know, so so those have increased, costs have increased. Also, our um, insurance costs has gone up massively over the last couple of years. Um, transport's increasing. We we bring food in from um, from Holland. We we bring organic fruit and veg and food from Holland, and the transport costs have doubled recently for that as well. Now, uh, again, a lot of this comes back to the ever increasing uh, spiraling cost of uh, energy. But you've actually um, invested in, in new equipment, which is more energy efficient. You're putting up solar panels on, on the roof. Is that all helping? I mean, it's a way, um, a way I guess, from it's kind of like investment now with um, a kind of eye to the future. It's not something that we can do something about 
immediately because, of course, there's, the investment has to be spread over a good few years. But uh, definitely investing in new equipment in our bakery um, has led us to be able to, to be more efficient with energy usage and also just some really challenging conversations with uh, different team members about how to reduce our usage, um, how to just restructure the days. So it's a huge amount of time, our time and, and our staff time involved in looking how to kind of yeah, just make it work, really. Yeah. You, you mentioned that uh, your company Organico, uh, Organico, which is in Bantry, uh, is celebrating its 30th birthday next month. Are you worried that you won't make it to your 31st birthday? Well, I suppose we, I mean, on the, the positive side for us is that we had a very good trading year in 2020. So um, a lot of businesses obviously really struggled in 2020. Um, but because we were an essential food shop, we stayed open. And because we had an online, um, because our website was, was up and running then um that that took off so even though we had to close our cafe we our our website took off so we actually we have some money in the bank so but you know it's 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 not a limit it's it's not a limitless supply of money in the bank but we we can fund you know we're not in any danger of closing right away but without government support and without some really um some some you know good thinking around um how to support small businesses i'd say there's going to be a lot of small businesses mm-hmm. having a really to make really difficult decisions this and year and what what sorts of supports would you like to see being put in place well i mean we would like to see something done about the rising energy costs um you know when you see that um esb and um board gosh yeah. you know that they're making record profits um off the backs of businesses and and consumers yeah. It's incredibly upsetting and we don't really understand because, you know, we were just chatting here before we came on with you and we were just saying, you know, the, the wind energy is more expensive, but the, the cost of wind hasn't gone up. So obviously we don't have, you know, insight into all of those costs. But um, there's certainly some, possibly some regulation needs to come back into that market. And then there's also VAT. I mean, and then we would like to see a reduction in VAT. We, you know, we, we would like to see a bit like they, they help um, the, hospitality the hospitality sector, yep. You know, and we benefited from that as well because we have we had a we had a cafe at the time. But yeah. we really we would feel that there needs to be a reduction in fat in Ireland to help small businesses and consumers get through the next few years. Um, and then we also um, it would be fantastic to have um, some actually some supports brought back in. So we were probably one of the few businesses in Ireland who didn't avail of government supports in 2020 um, because we, we, were, we were too busy. Um, but now we're, we're actually really going to need them. And I'd say there will be other food retail businesses in that situation now where we actually now need the government to, 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 to turn around and, and help us to, to stay going through the next couple of years. Okay, stay with me for one second if you can, please, Hannah. I want to go further up the country to uh, Sligo now and uh, Finbar. Uh, oh, sorry, we're going to James next. Sorry, my apologies. Uh, James is on the line in uh, in Meath. And uh, James, you own a coffee shop. What is uh, your experience been like in terms of energy? Hi, Adrian. Yeah, um, well, actually, just when Newstalk reached out there, I was literally sitting down looking at our pricing model um which has just been you know top of our mind for the last couple of months because it's become um you know to the point where the energy costs and the rising costs of everything else have just made it close to unsustainable um our energy bill has increased in the last year by 180 percent and so it's gone from 18 cent per kilowatt hour to 
with the next price increase now in the next couple of weeks, it'll be up to 50 cents per kilowatt hour. And um, I don't think I, I don't think it's obvious to a lot of people how much energy coffee shops use. Um, well, actually, it, it, believe it day. or not, it was it was just a conversation we were having in in the office earlier on. Um, boiling water, as you just said, all day costs a lot of money. Yeah, yeah and there's no avoiding it. It's not like you can you know, switch off the boilers or kind of reduce that. Like, it's a cost of the goods. So it's not even in your overheads, it's in your direct costs um, for creating the product. Mm. So there's not really much getting around it. And I think it's great that, you know, the the other guys there have invested in solar panels and stuff like that. But for a young, small business like ourselves, that outlay is just huge. We um, it, we just wouldn't see any sort of return, like meaningful return in that, even though we've investigated it. Um, we did get in touch with some providers who you know lease solar panels and you pay them directly a cheaper rate of energy but we were just under their threshold for um for getting in on their model and um, so we're kind of stuck with it and um, and obviously one, you know, of, we, one of the the problems i assume that that coffee shops have is your ability to dramatically increase the cost of what you're selling because there is this assumption that coffee shop and the markup on coffee is monstrous anyhow yes exactly that's huge so like the perception um is everything for us and you know not wanting like we would never take our customers for granted and like you know as a customer facing business you don't want to do anything that would you know give people any reason not to come in or for them to not trust you or think that you're trying to you know um put an extra burden on them at a already tough time when every other cost is going up so have you have you and, passed on any of the cost to your customers not no not not as of yet um we are going to have to make some changes but it's about trying to find the balance where you know how much can we swallow um and how much do we need to pass on and um, because it's just gotten to the point where you know we want to keep operating we want to we've got you know a team of 12 and we want to keep those jobs and we want to keep the business going because we absolutely love it. And, and, and obviously, um, I, I should imagine for a business like yourselves, there is a very fine balancing act between uh, charging, I don't know, whatever you charge, say three euro for a coffee. You can't just suddenly up that to six euro because people just won't pay it. Yeah, it has to be, um, you know, some sort of moderate cost where, you know, say, as I said, electricity is up 180 percent. Um, thing like crazy things like chocolate, <laughs> chocolate powder has gone up forty uh, percent, and coffee beans have gone up about twelve percent, and milk and ten percent. So, you know, trying to find some sort of modest increase that you know won't be a slap in the face to people. But you know, I think for us, communication is key, so we can you know not just jack them up and hope people don't notice or people think we're trying to blindside them, but we're trying to communicate where we're coming from. But it, it doesn't help that there's a lot of places in Dublin and around the country that are that have been kind of gouging. You know, we've heard of bowls of porridge going for twelve fifty. Mm. Um, people are taking advantage of it, and it doesn't help the case for people that are. Although to anecdotally, I have seen people, you know, um, deciding with their feet and and just not paying it, and that was the point I was making about uh, coffee, for example. It, it, it's a product that you can do without. So if uh, if somebody does jack up the prices uh, considerably, people just won't pay it. Well, yeah, and it's 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 more than just the the cost of the product as well. Like experience matters too, and you know the level of service that you're giving. So like, fair enough in this unavoidable cost that we can't you know go near. Like if electricity goes up, beans go up, milk goes up, we can't we can't change that, and we have to pass some of that on. But what we can do is you know 
put better training in with the team, emphasize better service, make sure that people understand where we're coming from and keeping the place, you know, tidy and making sure everything else is firing. That doesn't, that doesn't cost much. What really hurts is when you go into a place and they charge you 12.50 for a bowl of porridge and don't even say a word to you when they're serving you. Mm. So I think there's other places where you can give back to people that don't cost you a penny. Um, but that's, you know, at least then the people don't feel like they're getting robbed on every level. Are you worried? Um, well, I think in the summer when the last price increase went up, I thought maybe that might be it and might top out there. And, you know, when fuel prices went down at the pumps, it seemed a bit hopeful. But that doesn't. there was just a report out yesterday by um, the head of Shell saying that, you know, we should buckle down for the next several winters, not just for this winter. So that wasn't too encouraging. Mm. Okay, stay with me for one second if you can. I want to go to Sligo now and uh, Finbar uh, has a business in uh, Sligo. You're uh, the owner of a Centra store in Sligo. Is that right, Finbar? Yeah, Adrian, I own a a town centre, Centra store and um, like all your other callers, we employ people. I have 24 of a staff. We're a high energy user because I have 22 fridges in my shop and I have only a small shop going 24-7. And then I have three ovens that are probably running 12 hours a day from 6 in the morning to 6 in the evening. So like your previous callers, the the cost of energy is just going to be horrendous for our shop. Our yearly bill last year was just just shy of 36,000. Next year we're forecast it'll be over 100,000. And um, like your other callers, small businesses up and down the country running on tight margins. Those level of cost increases are just unsustainable. And obviously for for your store, um, and it will be the same for most convenience stores, and I think us uh, punters don't even appreciate it when we walk into a store, when we see, if we count the amount of fridges, you say you have 22 fridges going 24-7, most convenience stores will be the exact same, and those fridges use an awful lot of energy. They do. Um, anyone that's involved in food preparation, food sales, food distribution, hospitality, convenience stores where you have to have both chilling and heating they're your big cost um, your big energy users your lights in your shop are tiny because most businesses have already changed them to high energy efficient lights Um, so it is is down to your chilling and your heating that that really drive the cost up like you said boiling a kettle of water um, that just costs money and Mm. it's it's the same in every store I'm I'm a small shop if you went into a large centre or super value they could have an excess of 150 fridges. Uh, so just do the maths. Their, their bills are astronomical. You were saying that uh, your bills were uh, 3500 a month until maybe October, and you were expecting a bill of about 11000 a month come Christmas. Yeah, ba- based on my numbers. I, I was, uh, I, we, we were lucky that I, I'm in, a, in Central, and we have an affinity deal which runs out at the end of October. Like your previous caller, I was paying 13 cents per day, and seven cent for nighttime electricity. I'm now moving on to a blended rate of 32 cents, and probably going closer to 40 cents. So that's just going to push us over the 11 grand uh, compared to what we're currently paying. And does that push you over the edge, nearly, in terms of the sustainability of your business? We need to move back from just individual business, Adrian, because this is not just for my business or your previous caller's individual businesses. This is for every business up and down the country, be it your small grocery store like me, um, a large hotel, restaurants, coffee shops. And then when you move into factories and, and larger energy users at the top end of the scale, we are all going to be affected. We are all going to be under pressure 
and it's not sustainable for any of us. So what is the solution in your opinion? Um, we were talking about VAT cuts and so on. What would you like to see uh, the government doing in the, in the budget, which is only weeks away? Um, the recent VAT cut where, where the VAT on energy went from 13.5% to 9%, that had a net effect of €30 Euros in my bill. Oh, so right. that's, that's, that's not very significant. So, yeah. so we, need, we need to take that one off the table. We're in a crisis and, and if we look back, and it's only two short years ago when we headed into the COVID crisis, uh, and I think everybody has to say the government stepped up to the mark then and provided support not only for businesses, but for every individual in the country. Unfortunately, we're going to have to do the same again, and we're going to have to do it at a European level. We need the equivalent of the CRSS, which was the COVID restriction support scheme um, for energy, uh, and, and we need it soon. We can't continue at this rate of wondering when it's going to happen. As I said, I'm in the lucky position that I have two months of breathing space. Your previous two callers are already there. Uh, a colleague of mine who has a small coot lunch business, his bill has gone from 1800 to 5500 Now, he can't add a euro onto every packed lunch that he's doing already because the customers won't buy it. So we are caught between a rock and a hard place. And, 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 and in ISME, we have been calling on the government to create the equivalent of the CRSS and put in an energy, energy support scheme across the board for everybody before it's too late, because this will just, it just won't lead to small shop closures. closures. This is going to lead to closures on a wholesale scale across the country. It really is quite uh, scary listening to um, the, all of the calls that we've had uh, so far, I have to say. I want to go to another business, and Danny is on the line in Dublin. And Danny, uh, you also own uh, your own business. How have you been affected by rising costs, particularly energy costs? Yeah, well, we, uh, how are you doing? we have um, we have a pest control business, and we provide a nationwide service. So we found uh, vehicles located around the country. So um, from our day to day, like routine, we're calling in to see our contract customers and, some, and stuff. It's the the cost of fuel has really affected us, um, but also the products that we're using. So um, some of the products that we'd have to use start their life as petroleum or oil-based and they're coming in from different countries. So all them cost of the products that we would have in our band have probably, they've they've actually doubled over the, the last while. So I think, though we have local issues as well, we're seeing the global energy costs actually affecting us on a day-to-day basis. Um, so our customer base um like a lot of your previous callers, their 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 restaurants, their shops, they're looking at their costs. They're actually trying to get their service costs down from the service providers. And okay, so pe- to, so pest control isn't isn't you know? top of their priority list then. Well, it, pest control is, is it a should priority be. when be. something goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean we're like we're every service provider. I mean, I suppose from janitorial supplies, consumables, pest control. Them, that sort of industry. I mean, it's, it's we get targeted a lot by customers who are trying to, you know, looking at their own P and Ls and what can can they cut costs or whatever. They're obviously going to start going to their suppliers, and I suppose a little bit like us. But as I said, the, the one of the big increases they feel, but also the products we're using coming in from abroad, like the the aluminium, for instance, that we use for fly screens that you would see in restaurants and stuff. The companies that manufacture them here, the cost of a container 
to get the container in is astronomical. So they won't buy the product in until they can basically make that container worthwhile. So one of my customers is looking for a fly screen window today, for instance. Well, it could be could be two, three months waiting to actually fit that. Whereas two years ago, that would be an order that would be deployed and fitted within a week, you know? So um, I, I, I understand another one of your problems is yeah. that with the the way in which your suppliers are hitting you with price increases uh, so frequently, you used to be able to lock in a price for a year or two, and you can't do that anymore. So, oh, you, so no. you can't predict your costs. No, uh, we, we we have a main distributor here, um, and they, they can't guarantee us prices for the next 12 months. The best that they will do is three months. Um, the problem that we have then is, so we... A success we were a lot of tender work, so we do work for government agencies up and down the country. It's brilliant, we're very appreciative of the work. The problem when in that tender business is at the time you price it, you don't really price it to hit the sort of fuel increases and stuff that we're seeing now. So it's very hard to go back to them customers because you've wanted through a proper, fairly tight tender process, mm. you can't go back and revisit that price you're sort of stuck for it, you know. So it can be it can be quite difficult. One of the so, questions that I've asked all of our uh, callers so far is: Are are these costs so debilitating for your business that you're worried about your future? Absolutely. I mean, we've recently sort of tried to restructure our business, and um, one of the reasons why we really sat down as a team with all the employees was because of the cost of living. So we had to increase the wages to, to help out the the, the rest of our uh, service team. In order to, to to sustain that, we have to keep looking at what ways we can be smarter because you can't keep increasing wages, accepting costs. It just doesn't work. Mm. So, at, like, we're one of a, a lot of pest control companies that we're trying to look at innovative ways now, sort of smart technology now, where we would have road and traps in places that go off or sensors that alert you when there's a problem. And the idea there would be that would help help reduce the amount of time that you have to call to that premises, you know. But they can be costly as well at the start. Um, but as an industry, we're forced to do that. I mean, as an industry, I think we're doing a lot for biodiversity and reducing our carbon footprint and stuff. So, um, But it's all, everything is cost at the start, Adrian, in fairness, you know. So this smart technology is great and will help eventually, but it's going to be years before we see a return on an investment from that, you know. All right. I appreciate you uh, taking our call today and I wish you the very best and thanks very much indeed for uh, talking to us on Lunchtime Live. Just a couple of your messages on this. Uh, Why are we putting energy company profits ahead of citizens and companies? Asks uh, Steve. Um, I know there's been an awful lot of talk about stealth taxes on the energy uh, companies. Whether that solves the problem, I don't know. In fact, it doesn't solve the problem, had the truth be known. And then another message says, sorry, why aren't we uh, talking about nationalising the power grid? Uh, profiteering might uh, not be the root cause, but it sure as hell is not helping. All right, thank you very much indeed for all of your uh, messages. This is Lunchtime Live. Let's try and win you some money. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.